0: And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
1: Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. So, who have you got in your garden at the moment? Because as of today, (laughs) we're allowed another family in our private gardens.
2: Don't. Do you know what? We've already had like a little play date with one of Axel's schoolmates this morning. And actually in the garden at the moment is James and Axel's little cousin. So, it's so nice. We're we're taking full advantage morning and afternoon.
1: It does feel like a really big step forward, doesn't it? Um, Yeah. It does does really... Like piss me off when the government go. Oh, you know they use the word private gardens. Why don't they just say like you can have another family round in your garden or your outside space? It's like that's <laughs> that's grated almost slightly. Yeah, what does that mean,
2: private <sighs> garden? I don't understand that.
1: What like do people have public gardens? They-
2: yeah, I didn't I didn't know that. That was I mean, then that would be a park, wouldn't it, or a communal <laughs> garden, or like what what does that even mean? Exactly. Maybe it's just like we're giving you a little bit extra. You know, you can yeah. have you can have people in your private garden as opposed to the public garden, which is
1: part. <laughs> I know, it doesn't really make any sense. But we're excited because we are seeing some of our friends on Saturday. Um, and we're going to be going around there for like a bit of an Easter barbecue sort of nice. drink fest. So that'll be lovely. Obviously, I'm working through the weekend, but it just feels nice that we're allowed to plan stuff now.
2: I know exactly and also the sun is out which is like for the first day that we're allowed to do this it's yep. so like I imagine if it had been like pouring with rain you'd literally be like oh right great yeah yeah
1: yeah. but this
2: actually feels like oh yeah this is totally fine you know just to go to someone's garden like it's, it's actually all right. I did um, um I did wake up
1: this morning and think oh god I all I want to do is um not do it all I want to do is <laughs> stay in bed and then I just suddenly thought well I don't have the choice to do that but I suddenly found my positivity pants and was like no I'm gonna you know get the kids to school and then come back and I'm not just gonna have a chill when I'm gonna do my training and there is something so magical about the fact that the sun is shining and we've yeah. got a massive heat wave coming. I know I know do you know what this is probably a bit premature but I actually put away
2: loads of knitwear at the weekend like I put it all away I put it in the loft um but you know you've got to put it out there haven't you I feel like if you do that maybe the sun will you know if everybody does that right if we all make a pack should put away all our winter clothes it means it has to be summer now
1: agreed you think we and we do that <laughs> we are going to be doing a spring fashion haul for you either coming yes. this week or next week so you know if you are in need for a little wardrobe update after our fashion q a last week then yeah. yeah that's heading in your direction because it can be a bit overwhelming as well it's like what do i do i've been so used to wearing loungewear and chunky knits what do i wear so we'll make sure we show you you know a few bits of what's in on in our wardrobe now going forward
2: yeah, we will. But we've got a really exciting chat today. Yes. Um, and really like an uplifting, positive chat. Um, but also, like, there was some serious stuff in there as well. So it is, yeah, a very all round, interesting conversation that we had.
1: Yeah it was brilliant she's she's a really um, like Georgia said she's a really interesting character she's got a really amazing story and what her approach to kind of social media and getting her kids involved is also very positive and yeah. it's quite it's quite fascinating to hear because I think a lot of what we take on board and what we take inside can be quite negative around yeah. Instagram and social media and stuff and wanting to you know keep our children off it and what's the right thing and screen time and she's got a really different approach which um, I found um it really helped me actually kind of organize what I felt comfortable with and what I didn't and I think that's that's the thing with social media isn't it it's a very personal choice but Mm. it can be used for a lot of good absolutely so who are we chatting to today today we are chatting to Ola Pelavangu So, um, joining us on the podcast today is somebody who both Georgia and I have been watching on social media, um, kind of really watching her career go from strength to strength. An amazing mum to three, um, a digital creator, uh, a massive TikTok star. We can say that now. <laughs> um, and just an all round brilliant woman, speaker, businesswoman. And yeah, she's just got some really fascinating, you know, Interesting views on life. I feel like this is going to be a very interesting conversation. So we need to welcome Ola Pelavangu to the podcast. Ola, how are you?
3: Really good. Thank you both for having me on. I'm so excited to chat to you today. We're we're excited to chat to you. And before we get in the chat,
2: how is life at home <laughs> with three children at the moment? And a
3: puppy now, actually. And so a puppy.
2: Oh my goodness!
3: A <laughs> glutton for punishment. Do you know what? We just embrace the chaos. I think like. It's never silent, there's never a dull moment. And the fact that like they're all at different stages as well. So um Maya's now at the stage where she gets excited where her younger brothers are doing stuff. So there's always something to celebrate. So I think in between the chaos, there's always so much joy. So I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Sometimes ripping your hair out, you have days when you just like I can't parent today. But then the next day could be like something that's like absolutely brilliant. So it's just knowing that you just kind of roll with it really.
1: There, there's been a lot of chat around the anxiety of coming out of lockdown. Like we we're all, you know, so upset when we went into it, but now we've, it's kind of become the norm. And now people are thinking, well, how am I going to get back to you know the real world? Are you guys experiencing any of that? Are you like loving the bubble?
3: Do you know what we? I think we're over the bubble now. Re- re- being realistic, I'm like just really looking forward to the kids going back and getting a bit more of a routine going,
0: yeah. and.
3: Feel like when there isn't that much of a routine, it's really hard for to find your feet. Like, just not not sure what day you're waking up with the homeschooling. My goodness, I'm sure you both have had it as well. So I think we are really looking forward to getting back to seeing friends and seeing people and just being able to do social activities again
2: yeah and also do you know what when you can see other people they do some of the parenting for you I always find that if you go around to a friend's house who's got kids like you literally don't parent do you You, they just get on with it and I always when I step into someone else's house I'm like okay you're the parent to my children while I'm here
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, just <laughs> that support, like that support network is so important and I think that's where a lot of us has kind of got to the stage where you're like banging your head against the wall when you're just like I just need someone to take over I just want a tag team just for two seconds that's not the yeah. other parent you know just so yeah. that you can have breather
1: so, and also when the kids are around other kids and they're playing and stuff they just they kind of look after each other unless you've got little teeny teeny ones they kind of just play with each other and it's like you know they go off and do their own thing and you can actually have an adult conversation children and I regularly have like if we're together we suddenly go where are our children <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah it's yeah definitely looking forward to, and just the whole social interaction with them kind of making friends and stuff I think there's been a bit of pause on that and I'm sure they miss their friends as well as much as we're happy to we're like looking forward to getting them back into school they want to see people who are their age yeah. and interested in, how many times you hear mummy look mummy look and you're like yeah I've seen it thanks but they want people who are actually interested in that moment that's where they miss a lot of children as well yeah
1: absolutely um, Ola, talk to us about your background how you've kind of gone from there to guest digital creator in this amazing platform that you've got on social media.
3: Okay, so my background's actually in media. So um, more recently, um, I was at um, I was at TikTok. <laughs> so I was um, head of brand partnerships for beauty and tech at that little brand. <laughs> at TikTok, uh, which was absolutely amazing, being on the other side working with creators. But before that, I was actually in radio. So I worked at Global Media. Um, so I was head of brand partnerships across Heart, Capital, um, Smooth, which you all know, <laughs> and Classic. So um, I was on the fifth floor in the commercial team.
0: Right. So yes,
3: yeah, so I was there before that. And um, before that, where was I? It goes really quickly. I was at Nike. Yeah. Um, But I've always been brand side, so understanding that whole storytelling and what it is when brands really want to create like that
0: content that
3: conveys emotion, that really stops people scrolling or um, how they go from creating long content to short form content. So I've always been obsessed with like what makes people stop and what makes... What brings people that emotion of joy that you can create with your content? And usually 15 seconds is enough and which is where lockdown then threw us as a family into create like together at home and we were all like stay at home. And that's when we all started dabbling together and creating together as a family. And at the time I was still at TikTok, which even today I still keep in touch with everybody and now we get to work with them as creators, which is um, humbling. But um, we got to a stage where, to do it with a full-time job and to kind of do the briefs and the brand partnerships, it just wasn't, it wasn't feasible anymore. Like mm. on my lunch break, I'd literally have like two seconds to scoff down a sandwich because we'd record content during lunch right. or soon before we started, we'd be out filming at 7am and I'd start at 9am like and be like heading into the annex to quickly get on with work. And it just wasn't like mentally, like you just didn't have any time. And just I mean I'm still humbled by the fact that I think because we're quite consistent with our organic content brands saw where they could fit in naturally and then committed to working with us like on like a long term and where is where which is where I then saw like okay there's an opportunity here and sometimes opportunities don't come twice um and you've got to take that leap of faith like and the security was there with a few like well-known brands who are like, Do you know what? We want to work with you and be more authentic and be part of your family fabric, and which is where I was like, hey, okay, we're, we're either doing this now or I'm going to look back at this in a year's time and think, oh, I wonder if we had gone and done yeah. content full-time. Yeah. And I mean, obviously... Um, I'm a big believer that like when that opportunity, nothing's guaranteed, a job's not guaranteed, but the economy's not guaranteed. So if it's something you're passionate about and you have that opportunity, that small window to really kind of do it, I was like, I'm doing it. And I'd lost my mum three years um, before. And again, she wasn't ill. And in six hours, someone who I'd had a normal conversation with the day before had passed away. And for me, that shows you how short life and it was an underlying blood condition and I live my life by that just kind of that living in the moment and yeah. thinking oh maybe I'll do it like oh am I like because you question it then you talk yourself out of a lot of opportunities and yeah I guess that kind of was like well it's now or never let's do it and that's it. It
0: ended
3: up in content creating
2: <laughs> wow and so you obviously have your kids involved and I think there's a lot of chat between especially like in the parenting space whether you involve your children like on social media you see their faces they're fully involved or you don't like Zoe and I sit somewhere in the middle we don't really know what to do to be honest with you <laughs> no. we talk to someone who tells us all the negatives and we think oh yeah maybe we shouldn't and then you know we've brought you on today to talk about the positives and we'll probably leave this chat going right come on kids (laughs) get involved (laughs) so just tell us a little bit about that
3: decision that you made do you know what? There are two sides, and even more recently, where you'll see someone will send you a picture of Dream in an online publication. Dream is my youngest, who's one, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know if they'd taken that picture and used it. And where that's the side that a lot of people is like, you have that protectiveness over your child, and I think it's part and parcel, and, and it comes with the territory where like you are on an open platform, and people will reshare, and then someone else might not know the balls around maybe checking in to see whether they can use it or can't use it and where does that kind of end it's really hard sometimes but I think for us we always just look at the bigger picture the bigger picture is like we we are keeping them in a safe environment and we're not creating content that with children that I mean like I always I never I'm all in that camp of like not judging parents for whatever they do so I don't ever I like to just comment on what we do and what we do We are allowing others to come in on the journey of introducing our children to culture and whilst like the social media world, which is what they're growing up in, my five-year-old can edit like TikToks and stuff and she's just on it. And if she turned around and told me that she wanted to go and do a degree in social media, I'm like, it might not be Instagram, it might not be TikTok, but it'll probably be where the world's heading by the Mm. time... Where you want to, so it's almost like empowering them with the skills. And she knows what it's like. She, this week, she was like, "We've got to go do a recce," and I was like, "What do you know about a recce <laughs> on the, on site?" And I was like, and I was like "A five year old talking to me." That's about amazing. It. And she just picks it all up. So I think as with that, it's like we're introducing them to the direction the world's going in, anyway, and empowering them with the knowledge to be able to create content that's positive. And that's how I see it. Um, and Yeah, and I don't think they see it as like we're stars or anything. They just see it as like we're a family inviting people in and we don't ever think of, we would never say celebrities or stars or anything like that. We want to stay like we are just like everybody else. And if anything, when people are like, oh, how did you do that? I will DM them. I will send them a tutorial video. I'll be like, this is how you can do it. Because the goal is to get everybody comfortable and confident enough to create content that feels natural to them. And if you can share a bit of the know-how and how-tos, And why not? Um, It's not a big secret.
1: (laughs) Have you ever had any negativity online? Because generally, it looks like it's a really positive space. That's, like you said, it's really inclusive. You want people to come on the journey with you. But has anything ever happened that's made you think, do you know what? I actually don't want the kids so visible or, you know, touch what? Has it all been all right? I'm trying to
3: think back to, apart from, like I say, like, um, I think my aunt in America said she saw Dream on something in the airport somewhere. And I was just like, Oh, dream. And yeah, like that's all when your image gets taken and then a brand uses it because yeah. they and then we had um, a couple of our audience from Brazil to say that they'd seen him on a hair care brand somewhere in Brazil as well. And there's so much where you can't you can't really like fly to Brazil. You might have that legal protection here, but to keep you to be covered around the world is bloody expen is really expensive. Yeah. <laughs> is really expensive and um, yeah. so I think that's more the negative. But in terms of comments, I, do, I feel like we, we're we quite lucky, touch wood, to have a quite a positive audience. And if anybody came to the platform to hate, I'd like to think that they leave their feeling a little bit better after engaging with someone else. Yeah. It, it's,
1: it's a really interesting one, isn't it? And I, I kind of wanted to ask you where you sort of sat with this and how you deal with it, because... Me personally, I'm quite a vulnerable person. Like I put out heart and soul on social media. You know, I, we share quite a lot on Made By Mamas, but even on, you know, just m- my own side of things. And, and there was a conversation that was happening last night on my Instagram because I did a, a reel on just like a casual day look. And I put the sizes of um, the jeans and the shirt for no other reason apart from to help women that wanted to shop because they know that I'm five foot three and the shirt came up quite small. And there was a comment that came back and it was, why, why do you feel the need to put the sizes of your clothes? And I was like devastated that somebody could think that it was up there for any other reason apart from just to help. And then this whole conversation, this debate was unraveling about it makes other people feel, it makes other women feel you know, insecure and it could be quite damaging. And then everyone sort of came to my defence and said, look, Zoe's all about positivity. Whatever size you are, you just feel great. And it was, li- but it made me think, I went to bed feeling a bit icky. And I, I suddenly thought, oh God, I'm just not sure if I've got big enough boots to be able to deal with, even just a slight comment like that. So I'm, I'm only sort of thinking about my children, like in future, if they're they're so visible on our page, if anyone ever said anything about them, I would want to switch it off. Because I just want to protect them from it. Because I feel like, oh, I didn't mean anything by that. I was just trying to help, you know. Um, So uh, how do you deal with stuff like that? Or what would be your advice to anybody that kind of is sort of maybe going through that?
3: Yeah. Do you know what? I can totally relate. And especially when it comes to parenting, as much as we're quite positive and allow other parents to do their own thing, there are so many people that will give their two- bit on like how you should be doing things Mm. yeah I think like um there was a time we were we went to the new forest and I think I'd done a picture and it was just like it was quite extreme we got a message and it was like if you want your lovely children your beautiful children of yours to stay around for much longer well you better make sure that their seat belts are done properly because I'm sure I saw one in the middle wasn't done properly or something like that And then it was like, she'll go flying through the windscreen and you'll, and it was very like descriptive and graphic. And I was just like, wow. And then from then on, we don't really do stories in the car. Yeah,
2: I don't. No, I don't. (laughs) No, 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 I don't. Because whenever you do a story, it's always when the kids have got their their arms out of the straps or something for like two seconds or I don't know, something's gone on. And I think... I think, like, so when you're just talking about, like, how would our kids react to negative comments? I think, I don't know if this is how I would necessarily feel if I saw negative comments about my children, but I guess it is the world that they're growing up in. And if they're going to be on social media, whether they're, you know, that it's their job or they're just doing it for fun, I think they're going to receive negative comments. Like, that's what happens. Children can be so awful to each other. And I guess... In a way, it if we're taking them on the journey and showing them that you know what, some no, not everyone's going to like you, and that's okay. Not everyone's going to like you, but I love you, and you should be confident in yourself, and you should love yourself to be able to handle these these comments. Because it's it, not even just on social media; you get it in all walks of life as well, don't you? You know, you you get rejected from jobs. You can someone could be nasty to you on
1: the street, and yeah. I guess. What well, you like. need to be a bit more robust and learn how to deal with it.
2: Well, yeah, I guess if it just becomes second nature to deal with... You know the odd comment here and there. I'm not saying that trolling is right at all; definitely not. But between children, it's going to happen. It happens in the playground, doesn't it? You know, nasty to each other
1: happens in the playground, and then you can leave it and walk away and go home to your loving family. But online bullying, and when you're on social media and you're across the platforms as a child or a teen, that is that's terrifying because you don't know who's getting to them. Like, do they have their own? I mean, not yet, but, well, maybe they did. Did Would you kind of talk to them about having their own accounts, Ola?
3: Maya has her own account, which she's not as active on anymore because of that reason of I wanted to be able to control it a little bit better um, in terms – you can hear one of them counting. (laughs) (laughs) Control it a little bit better. And just, like, in terms of people feeling like, you're pushing them out there, like you know. There's one thing to be involved in the family, but her standing alone and do, and she has got loads of TikToks and stuff in drafts that she wants to post. She wants to do her own stories, but again, I I kind of dabble with it. Is it too soon? Like, and she's got to the stage where she can read and stuff like that. I yeah. just that she ever has access to DM, she would just like kind of save it and then I would post it for her. But again, I don't want her to get consumed by just the social media life just yet. Yeah. Yeah. And um, a lot of people was like, why doesn't Maya post regular? Why don't you post more about Maya on her page? And I was like, right now, I just want her to be as part of the family unit as opposed to um, just by herself on that um, account yeah. as well. And there was something we posted there a while ago, and I think the song was a clean version that said the word kink in it. It said the word kink in it. And and that was it. And they were just like, oh, what sort of parents let their child dance to a song that has the word kink in it? And I was like, the word kink. kink. Like... And it was just, it just went on and on and on and on in the comments. And I was just like, yeah. you know what, I'd rather keep it yeah. with it family and that's so that's where we're at I mean yeah so I'm not in any particular hurry to be as active on her account as she is within the family unit.
1: It's amazing that that we know I guess we have to arm our kids with the feeling of being like we said we, we, we said that word robust and being able to cope cope with things you want them to be emotional and you want them to be in tune with the world and what's going on and be able to handle those kind of you know bigger emotions but at the same time you want to protect them so there's a really fine line between getting that and that's the part that i struggle you know with because my, my daughter luna she's very sensitive you know she had her first little heartbreak at school last week where her mate said he didn't want to play with her and it was like her whole world had ended because he gave her a rose on valentine's day and Dozler was like, stop giving it airtime. just you know gotta get on with it she's gotta get on with it and i'm like it's broken her heart. Like she, you know, it, it, I, I, I find that side of it quite challenging, but like building them up to be strong and being able to be like, no, do you know what? You don't get to say what that nasty thing about me. But at the same time, you want to arm them with the emotional maturity as well. It's, it's quite, that's quite hard, that part.
3: It no, is. I think we want to kind of be open and honest with them because we don't want to wrap them in cotton wool too much to the point where they get a shock when they're f- someone tells them at school that, oh, I don't like you. I don't want to play with you. And we do like role play scenarios where I'm like, what would you say? And she would be like, well, i tell them that. Well, I like myself, and I kind of judge how she kind of would respond, and then I can help her structure those responses in a way that it doesn't come across like with an attitude. Because, um, as you know, like even though in our own right we have to raise confident women who aren't afraid to kind of say you've hurt my feelings, but equally still be able to walk away from it and be still confident in themselves. Like, so it's like finding that balance between being able to articulate yourself and say, look. Put, put boundaries in place, even from the age of five, being able to say, Do you know what, I don't appreciate what you said to me, but I feel like maybe we can't be friends. Or like, I always say to my, it's possible to live in this big world. And some people just might not like you, but that's okay. It's not as we like you. That's all that matters. T- them telling them them telling you that they don't like you and then if you start thinking about all the nasty things then you let that get into your head and then you change the way you feel about yourself and what you feel about yourself matters
2: we'll be right back after the short break
3: hi i'm vernon Kay. And I'm Holly Mackay. And we're here to tell you about our brand new podcast, Parenting Past the Pandemic, brought to you by Aviva. Yes, we're going to be delving into a whole heap of parenting topics from the generational gap to online safety. And some of the big topics which have come up through the pandemic, such as helping to manage our kids' anxieties and how we can affect the world they'll grow into.
1: Parenting Past the Pandemic.
0: Find it wherever you found this podcast. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
1: So welcome back. Uh, back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Where were we? And And this leads us on quite nicely to... Oh, it's not nice because it was horrendous when I saw you talking about it on your social media, but... Talking about the fact that you know what, some people are just not gonna like you. Or tell us what happened recently when you went to the supermarket and that story for people that haven't seen it on your on Instagram.
3: Yeah, so um we'd gone shopping, so we'd done a family food shop. It was exciting. We all got dressed up, you know, you don't always know where <laughs> the <black>. night out. Yeah it was. <laughs> Put my lashes on and also <laughs> Um and we'd gone to our local to shop and I think yeah, we'd been we'd had a fun shopping trip. I've been doing stories and stuff as well. Um and during the shopping trip we'd heard a baby screaming and I think like you almost have a radar as a mum when you hear other children screaming and stuff as well and and I'm usually just looking over like is there anything I can kind of do to like help or whatever and like because you know that that mum is probably really stressed out from the whole situation and stuff but we'd heard this baby non-stop sounded like a newborn so as we'd got to the till um, we'd realised that the crying baby and the woman were paying on the till opposite us. So um, I was bagging. I was the bagger. I had the job to bag <laughs> Putting it on the um, conveyor belt. And I looked over and she was like searching through her bag. I looked over. And do you know when you, I could just tell she didn't have, um, she'd bagged up and everything. And I was just looked over and the cashier was just like, well, what are we going to do? And I looked at her and I was like, well, I'll get it. And I literally just walked over and I looked over at Darcy where he was at the back and he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, she, car, she hasn't got enough. And he just nodded and said, yeah, fine, just do it. So double click on the side of my phone, literally Apple Pay comes up and tapped it. The woman had said to me, she went, it's £102, not the woman who I was paying for, the cashier, was like £102. But Darcy was like, yeah, it's fine, just get it. And then the woman looked at me as I turned around, because we were quite close, we both had masks on and um, we were quite close. And she was just like, but how can you afford to pay £102, 102 pounds for my shopping when you look? And it was like, and every time I rethink it, it was like when you look like you work here. And we always did like a look down. I looked down, I was wearing a check shirt. The last time I remember that particular supermarket. Yeah. Wear check shirts or, and I was wearing a puffer jacket and I was just like, no, I haven't heard that right. I actually haven't heard that. I haven't heard that right. And I looked at her and I was just like, no, I don't work here. Obviously, I know that I don't work here, but that was my end first. And I was like, but the fact that you think that I don't look like someone who could and who would be able to afford or pay 102 pounds for your shopping, I just said to her, that's not my problem. And Um, And her baby was crying, I was like, and I said to her, I was like, go home. And at this point, I was like walking away from the kids because I wanted to take this conversation away from the children. Mm. Um, I said to Darcy, do you want to get something from the news agent? He was just like, he was so confused. He was like, what is she doing? Um, I was like, just go home. And she's like, let me call my husband. Let me call my husband and he can transfer you back the money. I was just like, no, it's fine. It's fine. We've done it now. I don't want your money, just go home. I know what it's like to have a screaming baby and you just want to get out of the shops because like you're super, just go home and chill. And I was, at this point, I think I walked back to Darcy and he was just like, Are you okay? And I was just like, do I look like I work here, babe? Do I look like I work here? Like, And I think that's when it just started coming out. And I was just like, I know exactly what she meant. But at that point I was taking it in the literal sense, like, Obviously, she knew I didn't work here, and she may not have been familiar with seeing a black woman or any a black person being able to like interact with her in a way that was a kind gesture. Or it might have been her limited experiences or her expectations, or in what I feel was more unconscious bias of a situation where your experiences probably like it was so unfamiliar to her.
1: Conditioned,
3: yeah, that yeah. It, because naturally that shouldn't have come out that's something you think that's something and even if you think it, there's something wrong but that's something you think, and for me, the fact she said it that was meant to come out that situation was meant to happen, and yeah, so I remember getting in the car and I was like really choked up, and Darsie was like, babe like you know like this isn't the first experiences i remember working in retail and being senior management and coming down to the shop floor after there'd been a complaint and speaking to someone and they're like i'm not wanting to speak to you they've gone to get the manager and i was like, "I am the manager <laughs> so and it, it's like you and that's constant that happens for black men and black people all the time where you're constantly if i'm gonna go to the petrol station i'm not gonna dress in a hoodie even though I just want to, I've been wearing a hoodie at home, I might have to put on boots and something that make it look like, because they're of that prejudice that you constantly have to go through. And that is real life. That happens every time, nearly every day. Um, did,
1: it, did you ask, like, did you, how did you not completely lose your shit in the supermarket? Like what did you, like, what, I don't, I'm sort of, well, Georgia and I are completely speechless, and I'm horrified that anybody could have said that to you, Ola, like, ho- like ho- genuinely horrified.
3: But the thing is, like, I don't think I was horrified. I think I was more horrified that she let it come out because even a week before I'd been running in a supermarket because I'd left chopsticks for sushi that I'd picked up from a bar, a sushi bar, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I've got to pay. I haven't got the chopsticks. Ran back, but in running back in the supermarket, everyone's like, why is she running? What has she taken? Like, you can see it you can see it you can see it and I think unless you've lived it you don't and automatically I had to slow it down and be like right you don't want to be running in this supermarket just because you want to get chopsticks to get these looks that you're getting just calm it down go out and you sit in the car and kind of take a deep breath that is like I haven't stolen anything but this is and I think a lot of people will be like no that's not what I think but I think it's beyond conscious bias that seeps out at times where people, and it's becoming more and more, like, obvious now where people have done, like I said in the IGTV, like, people are aware of the situation, but there's a lot of unlearning to do. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: you Yeah. You can't cover it. You can't cover it. You almost have to unpick at where those sort of things came from and why you kind of feel either... I don't know, like certain prejudice still exists within your thought processes and mm-hmm. challenge those th- thought processes when they come to the forefront. Um, because I see a lot of friends say, oh, what what black books or what um, diverse books can I get for my children? But then a simple comment at home, such as like, oh, she's got a funny name or their food usually smells funny or things like that. That is already unconscious bias seeping in to right. things like people who will then go and maybe be recruitment advisors and might cast a CV aside because the name doesn't look as, do you know? So can you see how that can seep in gradually from like a small conversation to like, oh, I sat next to a woman at work today and the kids are around and she brought her smelly food in again. I think it was from so-and-so. Oh Their exposure to culture or different foods is something that isn't, it's foreign. It's like, it's not part of, it's not accepted. And those are where those unconscious bias begin to be baked into people's mentalities that I feel like there is a lot to change there.
2: And do you have this discussion with your children? Like you mentioned that um, with your five year old, you know, you talk to her and you say not everyone's going to like you. I do it with my five year old as well. But I guess I'm not coming at it from that you know that exact that that way you know we live in a predominantly white area and you know I know he you know he's in, in a majority in his class so those those feelings they're not present for me but do you think that's are you do you think you're you know more inclined to have those conversations with her because of situations like that?
3: Yeah, 100%. But not just because of that, because of situations I've dealt with since I was five or six or seven. So I've had a lot of situations like that. I mean, I used to play tennis, and traditionally tennis is not the most diverse sports. And, like, I would turn up at a tennis match and I'd hear a parent clearly saying, I don't want you shaking that black girl's hand. Oh, my God. Those are are things that, like, so when you have situations like the supermarket, that doesn't really trump shock to me like with like situations when you've had conversations from like a young age or things like that where my dad would be like you know what just go out there the the only um your only thing is to be so good that you can't be ignored that whole thing so if you're going to go out there, be the best be the best at your job be the best at whatever you do if you're going to learn something be the best because sooner or later that circle comes back round and but then never look for acceptance or validation because you exist as you and and I think that's where like I hope that Maya sees us living it out as opposed to me having to tell her um, yeah. you know so but I do feel like those conversations will come up very quickly and um, she talks to me about people like dinner lady squashing her hair or your hair is doing this or like things like that and just that that sort of don't touch my hair it's don't make it look like she is different in a classroom of other children because of, like, all oh, by... Re- by kind of crossing those boundaries like squashing her afro or what kind of food do you eat at home or what kind of do you guys do this as well and she'll come home and say and I'm like but why have they asked that question like why have they like
1: is there an element of people wanting to learn more about different cultures because obviously you talk a lot about you know your Nigerian heritage and you know that's really important to you and your sort of home life so I'm just trying to sort of maybe think um you know w- w- me and Luna have chats about you know different races and we talk about We have really wonderful, wonderful conversations around it because I I was brought up in Kenya and, you know, we we just talk about it in a very kind of -of matter-of-fact way. But then I still don't know if I'm saying the right things, um, I don't want to get it wrong. But also at the same time, like her her best mate Effie is mixed race and she's got amazing hair and she wants to know why it's so curly. And we talk about that. So like, I don't know, but, but then I wouldn't want her going to a playground and pointing at, at somebody because they've got darker skin than her. Like, I just I just don't know what the right thing to do is, I guess. So there's, no, there's no handbook for it. And I think we're all trying to navigate it.
3: Yeah, I think there isn't no handbook, but the best way is to kind of like, encourage those friendships that allow people to have uncomfortable conversations because is like you know so those uncomfortable conversations are where you're going to see people will want to educate want to give you those answers because it's not almost like they've been made to feel like an outsider um and I feel like friendships are so important I mean it's it's flip side I went to a predominantly white school as well and I was like I think there was only two black children in the whole of my school and um and that was an experience as well and so but gosh I'm trying to think back to school primary school I never ever felt um different like you know but it's like you say as you get past that six seven like year six year seven year eight that's where you start hearing these conversations and stuff and oh you're you're so dark or um how do you see Do you know those jokes and things like that and but those jokes seep into your yeah yeah Yeah. feel like i'm not pretty enough or i'm not this um yeah so I guess I'm, I'm trying not to stray off the topic. There is no right or wrong way to have these conversations, but I feel like the right way is to live in a way that gives you the opportunity. And if the opportunity isn't there, to create opportunities that invite diversity or like that inclusiveness, and that doesn't be yeah. black and white. That's through like like yeah. having conversations about like socioeconomic status, people, disability, like, and. In- of like sexual preferences and things like that and conversations are getting younger and younger our kids are seeing it like it's better that we are there to help them shape their ideas as opposed to help them like say this is what you must think because they grow up and they'll be free thinkers and they'll think by themselves so we we're just the guide we're just the guide and in, in this whole situation so I guess like to answer your question in like a short it's like to guide situations where you can have conversations and have friendships and food or cultured yeah things like that and even if it's like um and, and not being afraid to ask questions i think a lot of people are afraid because oh you don't want to say it wrong um and don't get me wrong not everybody will be receptive based on their experience and you have to understand that as well it's not because it's the trauma that they've lived that might make them not want to be willing to open and talk about things like and everybody is so different. So just because you ask a question to one per- person of a particular race or um, um, ethnicity, not race, <laughs> we're all part of the human race, ethnicity, um, and they, their response might not have been the one that you wanted, then you can still ask that question and kind of like your own research. And beyond speaking to people directly, there are so much like resources out there that allows people to kind of like educate yourself before asking Oh, is Kenya in Nigeria? Jump on Google, you know? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, God. It annoys me when people say, that to me. like, how's your mum doing in South Africa? I'm like, she lives in Kenya. It's a completely <laughs> different part of the continent. Come on. Like, yeah. just look on the map. Do you know what I mean? Like, that annoys yeah. me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Do you know what? There's a really good program. Um, I can't even think what it's called. It's on CBBC, and I think Ainsley Harriet does the voiceover. Have you seen it? No. Nice. And it's like, um, it's like a little, a group of friends. They're usually like around six or seven and they each day they cook a meal that's you know, might be like a family meal. So like one day there'll be like moussaka and it's like a, hot, it's a Greek theme. And then the next day it will be, you know, fish and chips and it'll be something else. And it's actually really great, like really great. And Axel watches it pretty much every day and he'll talk to me about things and he'll be like, oh, mum, I'd quite like you to make that for me. And you know that that, that dish originated in this uh, country and I'm like, brilliant. oh, well, this is good because like I said before, we live in a predominantly white area and it is a concern of mine like I grew up I grew up in southeast London and I went to a school that was very diverse and so I'm I'm not used to it like I'm really not used to like living in this kind of area and it has been a concern my husband and I've had a conversation about it and just been like how you know what do we do like how can we make sure that he grows up um you know learning about everything really. yeah and that's the thing um, isn't it learning
1: uh, like you said, yeah, you. yeah
2: exactly without yeah. I don't know making too much of a thing of it like how do how do we do that and I think it's even just little things like these programs like you say like books just doing what we can do um and I guess we're not always going to get it right but we've got to try so yeah
3: Definitely. and not every black person as well will have the same approach I have as well and I think this is where I understand that my parenting, my lived experiences or how I, and there were so many different people who said they would have handled the Sainsbury situation completely different um, yeah. and, and that's also justified and understanding that there is no one way to react to something because we all deal with trauma and experiences that every time something like that happens your band-aid it gets ripped off again and some people's might be much fresher than others or might be and everybody has different temperaments so i don't think that like I'm doing I'm just doing me. So I didn't think that I did like I'm just doing me and this is where I just always say like just to do you, not every you can't please my mum used to say this, you can't please all of the people all of the time. Like it's impossible to do that. And it's the same if we go back to how we looped it into social media, there will be people who don't like your content. It's not personal. They just don't like your content. Take it, move on. It's just the human psyche that we allow the negatives to override the positives and and it's about kind of learning to like what are your kind of like mechanisms to be able to remind yourself why you're doing what you're doing and not to let something cut deep um and so it's like just do you um and be as a parent who's trying to if you're trying to have a more inclusive um, conversation with your children just do it the way you feel is right and if you do have people around you who can kind of say oh this is would be great yeah lean on them as well but don't feel uncom don't feel any way about having uncomfortable conversations because that's where we're going to see growth
1: we like having those conversations. We like having all sorts of conversations. I think it's really, it's like a, it's a, it's a magic place to be. It's like a really exciting space to be because I think for such a long time there were people who were making decisions, you know, globally who were just one minded and didn't want to have those conversations. And I think now, you know, it, it's 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 an exciting kind of space to be in I guess where we can talk about anything and there's no kind of shame attached to it or judgment it's just like let's talk let's talk it out everybody's educated themselves in this chat I have
2: yeah I mean to be fair every podcast that we do we come away from we've learned something um so yeah and that's why we do it to be honest like that is that's why we have this podcast
3: yeah and do you know what I love having chats with people like yourselves as well because we all have different experiences on social and like yeah. we and there's so much I think as long as we realize that we're always all still learning no one is ever the finished product that's yeah. where we to be able to take pieces from and be like okay like I see how Zoe handled it I, I see how other mums are handling it and this is how I'm going to be able to kind of maybe take a piece out of that and kind of mould your experience as well. But um, I'm quite excited to see where the conversation around like social fabric and how we can build together as a community. And I'll share with you exclusively (laughs) that um, we've actually been invited to Downing Street to discuss this um, this month. So, oh, wow. so, so it is it is a passion point of mine and um i hope my management team won't, won't be like I be done. <laughs> but um it's some a conversation that i really want to be part of within like we have so much um influence aside being influencers like even if you have 500 followers you still have influence on people wow. And we must all kind of see that as a responsibility as your platform grows to be able to shed light on conversations and keep it like factual and keep it like um, progress led. You know, some people talk about situations, but it's never hinged with like action or what you can do to actually get to certain places. And it's like, so what are the steps that we're taking to all get there together? Like not just one person job. What you're doing is one. it's not. It takes steps from all of us to kind of then create this like movement like not one person move a mountain but if you all got behind it I'm sure we could give it a good old like put not that you know yeah Yeah. I, I
1: think it I think it's um a good place to start though is on your own kind of channels obviously which is what you guys are doing and i feel like every every response that you give or that we give to people regardless of whether it's love or hate that comes your way it's 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 that's how you start making those small changes like i wanted to fire back last night with like you know why don't you just do you know Uh, And I didn't. That would be that would always be my like, you know, I'm always shooting to guns on things in certain areas. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I just sent some love. I said, let's not fight. You know, everyone's here for some some love and support. So just sending hugs back and it just went away. It was like and I felt better. So that I felt like that was that was quite a sort of a small change. But, you know, I'm I'm hoping that we can kind of stamp that out for good because there's just no space for it.
3: There is no space for it. But do I think it will be stamped out in our generation? I'm not sure. I feel like there's a lot of work to do, but then we can all be kind of part of that. Um, So, yeah, there's a lot that, yeah, it's progressive. So this is where I'm like, as many people that can be part of the conversation that aren't afraid to have these uncomfortable conversations that challenge their first thought when they feel like, if, if if somebody heard what I just thought in my head, if you ever have that thought, then challenge why you thought it in the first place. And this is where I'm like, Mm -hmm. because eventually you'll have a day when you're under immense amount of pressure and you'll tell me you look like someone who can't afford 102 pounds because it will come out because everything always comes to light. So this is what I mean, like, um, yeah, it's everybody's work. We're all in this together. But I'm really, really thankful to have had this conversation. Um, yeah, I think people see me as this smiley person, and then when I kind of have serious conversations, it's always like, oh, where did that come from? I'm like, no, no, it's a serious
1: side to me.
2: <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> um, listen, we always like to ask our guests to give their piece of advice that they would give to another mum, or a piece of advice that you were given that you took on board when you became a mum.
3: Mm. Um, I think is to always realise that you don't see the full picture before you pass judgment, before you kind of make a statement, understand that there's a wider context to that person's decision or why they are the way they are. There is a lived experience that has brought them to have those, Do you know, even when people you say that person was mean to me, my mum used to think like there is something going on there that makes that person be in that place uh, and realize that most of the time it's not you it really is about things that they need to kind of address themselves so I think it's like really kind of remove the whole personal like everything everyone's coming at me or attacking me and realize that like you can coexist with people who may not have the same ideas as you and still not wish harm on them, you know not wish back you can just like everyone can just be themselves like be yourself and not be afraid to kind of like be confident in the decisions you make because in social on social media and because we live in such a digital world you get pulled mentally in so many different directions that makes you question your decisions so my main advice would be like whatever you're doing for your children like you'll only have their best interest at heart and if you're happy they'll be happy so you being happy means not letting things maybe get as deep as they should do because you think, it and there's that quote that said about, we get, can't remember the full amount, like if you had eight, 86,300 pounds in your bank account and that's how many seconds we have, 86,300 seconds in a day and someone stole 10 pounds, would you like go after that 10 pounds and waste the rest of the 86,000? So it's like, you really must, pick your battles pick your battles and really don't waste your energy on things that don't deserve your energy everything is energy led and if you keep your vibrations high and also realize when your energy is slow sit in those emotions sit in those emotions have a good cry and really kind of allow yourself to feel vulnerable a lot of times because no one is as much as we say like we're all wearing superwoman shirts there are days that like you just yeah You just need to acknowledge the fact that we can hit a brick wall, just sit there and let your emotions like take over you, but then know what you need to do to get back up to that place where you feel good about yourself again. Um, so I guess, yeah, that would be it. (laughs) Yeah,
1: George, have a good cry. Listen to Ola, she knows (laughs) that George doesn't cry, she's not a crier, so don't
3: cry. But when I do,
2: I really do, it just doesn't happen very often.
1: Start, you know, she starts doing the sobs, the proper (laughs) sob. Um, any products that you are loving that you use on the kids daily anything for you that you kind of swear by uh,
3: so on the kids hair care and um, for curly hair there's maui hair care i think boots do it maui hair care they do a coconut range or different aloe vera range absolutely phenomenal it's so good for their hair in terms of beauty love their minerals they've just come out with a liquid pro, uh, concealer i think it's called a uh, uh, yeah, liquid concealer they it saves the day for brighter under eyes when you just literally just need to, even when you've not got any foundation on, and just popping that underneath and the high points of your face, your chin, your nose. Oh, and yeah, so Bare Minerals has always been a good one for me, and I feel like I don't feel very overly caked. Yes, um, so yeah.
1: I think that would be it. <laughs> Lovely. Love that. Um, Ola, thank, thank you so, so much, much for coming on. What a beautiful conversation. And um, I know you've got your hands full, that, because we can hear there's lots of action going <laughs> in the background. So we'll let you go. But thanks again. That was brilliant.
3: Thank thanks you. So thank Bye. you
2: much. Lovely. Oh, do you know what? That supermarket story, oh. I have told so many people about that. And... I don't think there's one person who would have reacted in such a good way. Like no. I would have been fuming. I'd have, pro- I'd have probably kicked off, refused to pay for the shopping, asked for a refund. Um, yeah. And the way she handled that situation, I mean, wow, that is incredible. Um, it's, a,
1: it's a bit of a lesson, isn't it? It's a really, yeah. it's a really horrible experience to go through but what a beautiful outcome or at least how she handled it was really incredible and that's what I really respect about her actually is that I think she's she's one of those people that I think I could learn a lot off just by yeah. the way she deals with certain situations and actually I, you know I love her voice on social media I think it's really it's a really important one um yeah, yeah and do you know cool.
2: what we felt comfortable didn't we like yeah. asking her you know asking her loads of questions and sometimes it, that isn't always an easy conversation for us no. because you know there's so much of what you're allowed to say what you're not allowed to say and and <sighs> Yeah, it's it's, sometimes it's really difficult to have those conversations, Mm. but I loved chatting to her because she's just you know just says says it how it is and and kind of gave us some guidance on how we should handle certain situations. Um, Mm. But obviously understands as well that you know not everyone's always going to get it right. And like the lady in the supermarket, obviously seriously didn't get it right. But like she was, (sighs) she wasn't sort of like horrible to her she, she, she mm. kind of left her with something that hopefully she's going to go away and think about now you know mm. like why ha, challenge yourself why do you think like that what made you say that you know where mm. has that come from mm. um it's just really i think it's just really important and and uh, uh, you know it it teaches you a lot doesn't it like it's you can't control someone's reaction but you can control the way you react to a situation
1: absolutely um, absolutely Ad- you know what and i've actually been having those conversations with myself recently about certain things that used stood- to Trigger me, and actually, I'd really like to do a podcast on this about how to, you know, we're, we're talking about like being shouty mum and how to stay calm in these situations, and actually, really taking a breath and going, right, they're looking to me now, whether it's the kids or you know, someone that might have said something to me in a supermarket or whatever it is, they're looking to me now for a response, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. how you, it's how you choose to. You know, to to react that mm. that's the impact. That is the moment. Actually, um, even just little things about getting pissy in the house about stuff or slamming yeah. doors or just my behaviour. I've been like really checking in with myself on that. So um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's just some days that I put the middle finger up to the kids behind their back. And they don't <laughs> they don't know about it. But other oh days cool, I'm I like, do that no. all the time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you know what? On Saturday, yeah, Saturday, Gigi had her scooter stolen.
1: No. We, oh
2: my gosh. Yeah, Where it was from? really so. Oh, I, so, I'd taken both the kids to the high street by myself with two scooters and a buggy. You know, it's, it's a bit of a stupid thing to do. But anyway, um, Aunt Gigi, I, I needed her to get back in the buggy because we were like, sort of getting near to like a busy road and I'm I, you know, not comfortable yeah. with having them both off on their scooters right next to a busy road. So... I was wrestling her almost to get back in the buggy, and she just darted off. So I've, you know, run after her, and Axel has as well with with the buggy because obviously it had my handbag on it and everything. And then I've managed to obviously get her, you know, get her a snack out the bag, put her in the buggy, and then I've turned around. I must have, only, I was around the corner, but I must have only been like two minutes tops. And I went turned around to go back and get the scooter, and someone pulled up, put it in their car, and drove off. Now. No. Had I not been with the children, I think I probably would have. How made you know? Did you like, see it? Yeah. Well, you know, and it's like all very quick. I knew that that person, that person looked suspicious, and they saw me and sped off. Then a lady came out of her house because she'd seen it happen, um, and she'd obviously seen that I'd ran around the corner to chase after a
1: child. Because oh George, that's <laughs> awful. I
2: know. But you know, like, had I not been with the kids, I would have probably sort of reacting in a different way like I'd have maybe like shouted at the car or I'd have yeah. maybe like not cried but you know I'd have felt a bit a lot more
1: angry. angry
2: but I could see Axel looking at me and and you could see he was worried you know like this age they get scared about burglars and all that kind of stuff yeah, yeah. and so I went oh do you know what like it's okay um you know it's just a possession those things are replaceable I'm much you know I'm really happy that you're both safe and I had to really flip like my Mm. you know how my normal reaction would be like my natural reaction into Mm. the one that my children were looking at um, and that George, was a that's one of those a, that's one of a, a, situations, like a brilliant
1: way of looking at a really rubbish situation. Yeah. so well done. And also, I think a nice kind of say, you know saying like, well, that person, without going, oh, that person's just an absolute scumbag. It's like, well, that person needs that scooter more than us. They've taken it. That's not the way to behave. But we, you know, we'll be all right. We'll, yeah, we'll,
2: and, that's, and I said it's okay, yeah. Axel. let's not yeah. get upset about yeah, well it. Done. Those things are well replaceable. Done. I ordered a yeah. new scooter. We picked it up the next day. You know, and it was done. And I hope yeah. now. A kid obviously Gigi didn't really understand she just kept going where is it where is it <laughs> um, someone took it away from you
1: because you're too slow on it Gigi yeah because you <laughs> ran away
2: from mummy that's why exactly <laughs> Don't do it again um but yeah I just yeah because we are it, it all of you know every reaction we have is going to impact our kids in some yeah, way yeah, yeah. and I think I didn't want to cause any anxiety so there we go yeah yeah, I've been thinking <laughs>
1: about that we do need to do a podcast on this because this is this, this, yeah. this is obviously a conversation that we need to have um, but not today yes. we would uh, absolutely love you to rate, review, subscribe uh, or follow the podcast um, it's a really great way of kind of getting the podcast out to more people as well and if you do know if there are anybody in your circle that you know that are not listening to the podcast that could benefit from hearing these conversations please please give them a little nudge because also yeah. people you know people are oh, podcasts oh yeah I know about a podcast but they don't necessarily listen to them or consume them like you might do so mm. you could be their guidance you could be their teacher
2: yeah it's a whole new world for them if they yes. you know if they're not listening to podcasts yet also if you have any like topics you'd like us to cover you know like what we've just been talking about then please do drop us a DM we're on at made by mummers or you can drop Zoe a message at Zoe Hardman and we'll be back on Friday
0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
3: Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ,
0: the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years.